I'd like to go to the Word this morning for just a few minutes today. On my iPad, it tells me how many words that I have in my notes. And uh, I looked at them this morning and uh, realized that I have less words in my notes than usual. So if that gives you hope, you can cling on to that. Amen. But I do have less words, but I do feel like I have a word this morning. <coughs> and before we go, we're going to go to Galatians chapter 6, verse number 7. Galatians chapter 6, but as you're turning there, I was speaking with a co-worker this week. And he was sharing how God brought him out of a life of gang affiliation, drugs. He was a shot caller many years ago. And he went to a Bible study. His mother asked him to go to a Bible study around the corner from their house. And he said, I'll go. And he said he felt, he felt the Lord or heard the word, the word of the Lord come to him. He said in that still, small voice, began to speak and deal with his heart. And called him, calling him out of the lifestyle and the, the world of the life of sin that he was living. And it impacted him and he had to go out of state with his crew, if you will. And they had this last job there, this job they were going to do. And it was not legal, of course, but and the Holy Ghost, the Spirit of the Lord was dealing with him. And he told his crew, he said, this is the last time that I'm going to do this because God is calling me into a different walk, into a different life, and God's called me out. And he was sharing with me how God was dealing with him, and as he shared with, with his crew his, his change, his, his decision to live for God, and that was he was no longer going to live that lifestyle that God was calling him out of darkness into his marvelous light, and he was sharing with them because that's what he had just been hearing in his Bible studies with his mother. And, and his crew said, us too, us too. We're done with this too. Where you go, we're going to go. And he said, the problem is, is 30 years later, I'm the only one that stayed true to the word of God. And I said, and he hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, that's because God gave you a word. And all they had was your word. Can I tell somebody, I feel the Holy Ghost right now. Can I just submit to you? you got to have a word from the Lord for yourself. If you're going to endure this, these last days, you're going to have to have a word from God. You're going to have to have the still, small voice speak to your spirit, speak to your soul. you got to have a Holy Ghost infilling for yourself. Mom and dad, friend, brothers, sisters, experience with God will not be able to sustain you. It can help you. It can bring you to a place you need to be. But only a word from God for yourself can sustain you when the going gets tough. Praise God. Amen. There's message number one right there. <coughs> Praise God. Amen. I pray God give me a word for myself but also for the, the people of God. Have you ever noticed that sometimes word will come forth and you're like, well, that one responded and that one responded and this one responded, but this one didn't. And this. Maybe it was because God was giving those individuals a word for their life at that moment in time. 
Amen. Sometimes we want to deny and put up a little defense mechanism and say, well, that word, was, he was walking on down somebody else's aisle this morning. And God said, no, that actually was for you. God, if you got a word for me, give me ears to hear what thus saith the word of God. I want uh, to hear the word of God. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of the Lord. Amen. I need faith to make it. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. I need faith. And the only way I can have faith, God, I need you to speak to my spirit. I want to have spiritual ears that can hear the still small voice. Hey, God, I'm calling you. I'm calling you out of darkness into your mar- into my marvelous light. I've got a plan and purpose for your life. Praise God. And I feel like the still small voice God is speaking to somebody's soul this morning. Uh, I believe, I just feel like this many people here this morning, I believe that the Spirit of God is, has been speaking to somebody's spirit and He's trying to call somebody out of a lifestyle or out of a situation or out of a valley of the shadow of death into His marvelous light. He wants to pull you up on the mountaintop <coughs> and have a little conversation. Conversation. Praise God. Amen. Well, give us a word. Praise God. I guess that was message one. That wasn't in my notes here today. See, those words weren't there. So, see, you, God will make up for it. Galatians chapter 6, verse number 7. Be not deceived. Don't deceive yourself. The devil is a deceiver. Sometimes the devil will deceive us. Sometimes we'll deceive ourselves. We need to be honest with ourselves. You can't repent until you're honest about it. But when a man or a woman is honest with themselves and say, hey, I need to change. Can I tell you, I've got plan, I got part two to that statement. You can change. I need to repent. Guess what? You can repent. Praise God. Be not deceived. Don't deceive yourself. Don't let the enemy deceive. Well, you know your past, hey, your past can get under the blood of Jesus Christ. God can wash away a multitude of sin. <coughs> Amen. You can be right standing before you leave this morning. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. For he that soweth to his flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption. But he that soweth to the Spirit shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And let us, let all of us, let us not be weary in well-doing. For in due season we shall reap if we faint not. If we faint not. Help me pray that God would talk to us, would you, this morning. God, we give you glory and thank you. God, I feel the presence of the Lord throughout this service. God, I feel a sweet, sweet presence of your spirit moving in this house. God, I pray, God, that you would speak to me and through me. Give us a word, speak specifically to us, to our souls, to our minds, in the name of Jesus. I pray, God, your, I know your word will not return void. I pray in the name of the Lord, in Jesus' name, that you would bless us this morning. In Jesus' name, let the church say amen. amen. <clears throat> Give the Lord a hand clap as you're seated this morning. <clears throat> Similar conversation this week. I was talking with one that 
and it sits on a council with chief of police and the lieutenant, and the second mayor, Karen Go, or mayor of Bakersfield. They are on a committee that looks at negative activities re related to gang activity and and whenever there's a shooting, they get together and this individual I'm talking, I was talking with this this week, he invited me to come on a Thursday and, and sit in with them on one of the Thursdays that they meet. And I said, I would be honored to come and to sit and to hear <clears throat> what, what is being done and what is being said uh, to try to curb and try to stop the violence in our communities. And I'm against violence in our communities. Amen. 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 I... I it's just, it's, it's sad that so many young lives are snuffed out at such young ages. Sad to hear that there are, right here in Bakersfield, uh, young people, eight years old, walking around with guns and shooting and being shooters and, and being uh, shooters for other uh, uh, older guys that are sending out these young kids, eight, nine, ten, eleven years of age, <clears throat> to go carry out a vendetta against uh, another gang or someone else that lives across town or a different part of town from them. Someone that maybe even live down the block or around the corner, but affiliates with a different affiliation in town. And so uh, I said, I would, I would uh, be honored to, to do that. I said, but can I ask you a question? I said, you, you know so much history. And he was talking about, uh, and he gave me the name of, of an individual that was one of the very first individuals uh, that was shot between <clears throat> two specific gang affiliations here in Bakersfield many, many years ago. And, and from that first shooting that he could recall uh, began a, a, a grudge, began a, a war, if you will, between a, a two different groups of individuals, groups that share the same culture, groups that even look like each other, groups that eat the same foods, and groups that even are, some of them have relatives and relations with the people on the other side. <clears throat> and yet, because they affiliate with, with one particular uh, locality, they, they are at war with another group. And it's like division, and that's just what the devil wants to do. He wants to try to divide and conquer and so we were we were talking and in this in this through this discussion I, I was quickened in my spirit and I and I felt God begin to lead me down the path of this message that I need to to, 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 to impart to you this morning <clears throat> it's a message that and I didn't give you the title I'll give you the title in just a second but it's a message that began to just burn in my spirit because as we began to talk about or continue to talk about the story of the man that was that was shot many years ago, 35 years ago or so, man was shot and killed. And it began this, this mat, blood match of, or this uh, civil war, if you will, between, it wasn't really one civil, it was just a war, uh, between these two different groups and families. And, and it has grown. And, and, I, and it hit me like a ton of bricks. I said, this, this one event, this one shooting, I said, it didn't stop. He said, no, it's this one to this one. And then they retaliated. And this one retaliated. And this one retaliated. And I said, how many? Oh, I can't even tell you how many people have lost their lives because it stems from all the way back to a specific shooting. And, and what I said, I felt it. And I told him, I looked at him, I said, you know what I believe? I said, the very first bullet that was shot, that was fired, that killed, is still flying today. It's just called a ricochet. 
What happened was when this one fired the, the bullet to this one and killed this one, it has ricocheted down through the history of the last 30, 35 years, and it has taken countless lives, senseless, needless killings in our own communities. And I say, what that is, that's called a ricochet. Ricochet is when you aim at something, but you hit something and it ricochets off into another direction. Problem is, is that you don't know when a ricochet happens, you don't know where it's going to go and who it's going to affect. And the message this morning is simply this, dangerous ricochets. Problem that we live in a society that the decision mom and dad, grandma and grandpa, the decision you make, it's going to affect just you. <clears throat> the decision I make isn't going to affect just me. But the decisions we make are going to affect our family and our children and the grandchildren and those that we love the most is going to. I wonder if that one, that very first man could be, could be raised and come back and say, you know, give us his opinion. I believe that since he had so many friends and descendants and family members that would be killed down the line, I wonder if he'd say, would you just let it end with me? See, there's a law of physics, even in science it tells us law of physics for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction. A ricochet is to rebound one or more times off of a surface. A shot or a hit that rebounds one or more times off a surface is called a ricochet. Somebody also put it this way, what goes around It's kind of a funny saying, but boy, it sure is true. One says, may the words I speak today be sweet, for tomorrow I may have to eat them. <laughs> we, we teach our young people in Sunday school. I remember I learned it in Sunday school. The golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. <clears throat> Problem is, many of us are dealing with ricochets that we didn't shoot, that we didn't fire. We're dealing with ricochets from past relationships or from parents or grandparents or things that were done to us. People grown up and abused physically, spiritually, sexually, all kinds of abuse, all kinds of negative relationships. And I've come to tell you, it's not your fault today. It wasn't your fault then. It's not your fault today. Right. You can get victory over that. You can put an end to that ricochet. That evil deed that was done to you. You can get victory over that. This isn't in my notes, but I feel this. I'm, I'm going to be real this morning. There are people here today that have probably been physically or emotionally abused in their lifetime. And I'm telling you, it wasn't your fault. It's not your fault. And the Holy Ghost can heal even the deepest, even the deepest of all scars. God can heal them. <clears throat> Praise God. I've just come to tell you this morning, these ricochets are dangerous. Things that have been done to us and all of us have had people talk about us, done things to us. Praise God. It, it, God forbid maybe it's been us that have done things to other people. We said things, we did things, we... 
We know what goes around comes around. In the book of Job, the oldest book says, chapter 4, Even as I have seen they that plow iniquity and sow wickedness reap the same. We reap what we sow. That's the way, it's the law of physics, it's the law of God. Sad thing is, is one bad decision can ricochet throughout time and hit someone that was completely unexpecting and someone that was completely undeserving of that, but they can be hit by our ricochet. And they ask the question, how did this happen? Why did it happen to me? How did that ricochet get here? Anybody ever ask those questions? Why me? Well, I can tell you, really, Adam and Eve, thank you very much. Adam and Eve sinned in the Garden of Eden. Look at all the rico- how that ricocheted all the way through time, even to this day. Hello? <coughs> See, it's called, we, we use this phrase, the domino effect. You ever, anybody ever play dominoes? I like dominoes. You ever play Mexican train dominoes? That's like one of my favorites. My absolute favorite domino game, just in case you ever wanted to know, is called 42. Anybody even know what 42 is? I know in the back row back there, Mom, you taught me how to play. She's cutthroat too, by the way. Her and my Aunt Eleanor, they play agonizing, and they get a kick out of agonizing. Who wants to play a game that's called agonizing? Who wants to agonize? They do. They're both raising their hand right now. They play all day long. That's just plum aggravating and agonizing. But when I wasn't playing with the dominoes or playing a game, I'd play with the dominoes, set them up, make these patterns, and you push one. And you ever, you ever do that? Anybody? Do that? One and they, they, they one after another, and they all—it's called the domino effect. <clears throat> That's where that phrase comes from. It's a chain reaction that occurs when a change causes a similar change in some other object nearby. Something here happens to cause a change over here. How come I owe so much money on my credit card? <laughs> Keeps getting bigger and bigger. Keep getting the statement. I'm like, how'd that happen? That's not the cause, folks. <laughs> the cause is Ross and TJ Maxx and Marshalls in the mall and Some of you getting carpal tunnel from using that credit card. Praise God. <laughs> the original sin of Adam and Eve, the disobedient act, has affected all of us because now it's what? Guess what? After you're born, you're guaranteed to die. Genesis 2 and 17, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, thou shalt not eat of it. For the day that thou eatest thereof, thou shalt surely die. God was warning Adam and Eve from the beginning. Hey, there's an effect. To, there, there, there's a result. There, there's a reaction to your action. There's a, there's a reaction to your decision. If you decide to live this way, there, there's a consequence to that. I told some young people about, well, about two years ago, this is before COVID, so COVID's kind of messed me up last year and a half, but 
a couple years ago, I, I shared with a conversation. I said, you, get, you, can, mate, you have the right to choose the choice, but you, you can't choose the consequence. <clears throat> Hello? They want to choose and do, I want to do this, but I don't want the consequence that comes with. Doesn't work that well. Sometimes I wish it did, though, to be honest. You know what I mean? I could eat as many chocolate chip cookies as I wanted. I, I am the epitome of a consequence this morning. <laughs> I'm working on it. Consequence of diet and good exercise is you lose weight and you're healthier. Probably what I struggle with the most. Eating healthy. Amen. God help me. Deliver me from that bad consequence. But isn't that funny? It just hit me. So I, I, I choose, I'm going to do what I want to do and eat what I want to eat. And then I ask God to deliver me from the consequence. He's like, you reap what you sow. You should have asked me to help you to have willpower to say no in the first place. Then you wouldn't be here asking for help. Oh, my. It's getting really quiet in here. Some of y'all want to come up to the altar. God, help me. He said, I tried to 10 years ago, but. God, forgive me right now. I'm still going to ask for help, but God, would you. I'm trying. <laughs> Numbers 32, 23, Moses said, Behold, you have sinned against the Lord, and be sure your sin will find you out. We reap what we sow. Is it ironic? The very next generation, the man that named Achan that probably heard Moses say that because he was around then, probably heard Moses, Be sure your sin will find you out. When they took the city of Jericho and Achan... He took some Babylonian garment and he put some put 200 shekels of silver. You can read it in Joshua 7 and put a wedge of gold of 50 shekels weight and he hid it under his tent. And and it caused them to lose uh, the lives of some men in the next battle of Ai. And they're taking the city of Ai. And so they come back and it falls on him and he confesses his sin. And because of his sin, his decision to of greed to go take that and to hide it. He wasn't supposed to do that. He had been told not to do it. It was disobedience. That's what it was. It wasn't the love of the, it was disobedience. He disobeyed the word of God. Because he disobeyed the word of God, it caused him and his entire family. And I was, I was re-reading that. I just felt, <clears throat> as I was preparing this message the last couple of days, I felt led to go back and <clears throat> read the story of Achan. And I, I came across something. It was pretty interesting to me. In verse 25, and Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all of Israel stoned him with stones and burned them, his whole family, with fire. After they had stoned them with stones. Well, that was nice. At least they stoned them first before they burned them. I know that's kind of a morbid thought this morning, but verse 26. And they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. And went, Wow. He made a memorial. The, he, Joshua had just made a memorial at Gilgal of the 12 stones of the goodness of God and what God can do to the faithful and the obedient. But he says, I'm going to make another memorial of what it is to be disobedient. 
There's going to be two heaps of stones right here. There's going to be two heaps. One to show how good God is and one to show you how judgmental God is. One's going to show how God will reward the faithful and this one over here is going to show you how God will reward the unfaithful. You see, a memorial is to reward faithfulness or unfaithfulness. You get to determine the memorial. It's your faithfulness and your obedience. It's my faithfulness to Him. It's my obedience to the Word of God that determines the stones, the memorial. If God tarries, and I believe we heard it in tongues interpretation this morning. It's not going to be too long. God's going to wrap this up. But if God tarries and I go by the way of the grave, I pray I leave a positive memorial of stone that says, Hey, well done, thou good and faithful servant. He lived well. He, he died right and well with God. He lived well and died well. Praise God. I don't have time to preach all these words this morning. Can I tell you that the action, the decisions we make will ricochet through time. The prodigal son left his father's house and he went and he wasted all that he had and he was out there partying and living it up. The problem is, is that the, the act of the decision to leave his father's house in the first place eventually caused him to ricochet all the way to the pig's pen. And he was would fain. He was starving. He was hungry. And he, he kind of says, I, I, I got to go back home. The cool thing is, is at least he, the ricochet was able to come full circle and come all the way back to his father's house and where he could be restored. Amen. Praise God. I'm thankful that a ricochet can go all the way out and come all the way back in. The determining factor is the one that went out. All you have to do is decide, I will return and go back to my father's house. He said, come unto me, all ye that labor. He said, whosoever will, let him come. Praise God. Because the prodigal son, if he was here today, he, he would tell us that there is a ripple effect to sin. There's a ripple effect to disobedience. There's a domino effect. One thing will always lead to another. But just as negative actions can lead to negative reactions, positive actions can also leave, lead to positive reactions. Amen. A positive choice to repent at an altar will change your life in a positive way positive decision to say I'm going to live for God I'm going to take a stand for truth will have a positive effect but here's the cool thing your negative choice can affect so many down the road your positive choice can also affect don't ever underestimate the positive decision and the stand that you take because somebody is watching somebody is going to be affected and it's probably not just you Cornelius was a devout man. Salvation came to his house. Because Cornelius was a devout man, his entire, the Bible says his entire household was saved. His entire household was baptized in Jesus' name. His entire household was filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. Why? Because there was one that said, hey, send me the preacher that's preaching the truth. I want to receive what, what I've been hearing, what others have been receiving. I want to receive the Holy Ghost for myself. The cool thing is, if you got the Holy Ghost, if you get the Holy Ghost this morning, you're not the only one that can get it. The Holy Ghost can... 
change and impact the lives of everyone in your family. James 5, 16, put it this way. The effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Just as a negative can lead to a negative, a positive can lead to a greater positive. Praise God. And I just came this morning to tell you, to tell me, to tell us, to beware of the dangerous ricochets. To beware of the decisions that we make. But also to say, there is a benefit to a positive ricochet. I can tell you today, I am standing here thanks to prayers of a praying mom and a praying dad and a praying grandma and a praying grandpa. I'm here because I asked some saints that went ahead and before me and said, Hey God, you really need to keep your hand on Michael because he, you know he really needs it. <laughs> I like to say I'm standing here this morning because I pulled myself up from my own bootstraps, but no, I'm thankful that God put some people in my life that walked the walk, talked the talk, held my hand, prayed for me, prayed and fasted for me. Because God knew I really needed it. We are effects of some positive prayer. We are the effects of some positive fasting. We are uh, some, the effects of some positive preaching. And if you really want to consider, the, I think, the greatest cause and effect, just look at Calvary. Jesus said in John 12, he said, For this cause came I to this hour. He said, This is the cause. This is my cause. I've come on purpose. I've come with a cause. John 18, 37, Jesus was standing before Pilate on trial, and he said, to this end was I born, and for this cause came I into the world. He is the cause that we are affected by. Because of Calvary, my sins are washed away. Because of Calvary, all my deeds are covered by the blood. Praise God. Because the, the birth, the life, the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ, I can live with Christ, and I know I shall be resurrected in a twinkling of an eye. When this mortality shall put on immortality, why? It will be the effect of his cause. It will be the effect of Calvary. It's because of Calvary. It's because of the cross. It's because of the blood and the love of Jesus Christ. We have hope. And I'm closing this morning. Musicians come. But Hebrews chapter 9, verse 14. How much more shall the blood of Christ, who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this cause, he, Jesus, is the mediator of the New Testament, that by means of death, for the redemption of the transgressions that we were under the First Testament, they which are called might receive the promise of eternal inheritance it's because of christ it's because of the cross that we are made alive today the sin of adam and eve ricocheted down through the corridors of time affecting bringing death to all humanity but first corinthians oh i love this chapter right here verse chapter 15 verse 21 
For since by man came death, talking about Adam, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Adam brought sin into the world and brought death. But Jesus, our second Adam, brought forgiveness, brought mercy, brought grace. He brought perfect spotless blood of a spotless lamb so that we all could be made alive. John 10, he said, I came that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. In John 14, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. 2 Timothy 1 says, Our Savior Jesus Christ, who hath abolished death and hath brought life and immortality to light through the gospel. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death. Sin always leads to death. Thank you, Adam and Eve. <laughs> but that's the first part of the verse. The second part is even more powerful. But the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. You see, <laughs> I love this. Calvary was Jesus Christ taking a bullet for the team. Calvary was Jesus saying, the ricochet of sin The ricochet of disobedience. The ricochet of tra transgression that was started way back at the beginning gets to finally come to an end. Right here. I'm so thankful for Calvary this morning. I'm so thankful for the cross this morning. I am so thankful for the blood of Jesus Christ because the bullet that was meant for me He said, here, let me stand. Let me stand in the gap. That's why in the Old Testament, I searched for a man that would make up the hedge. I searched for a man that would stand in the gap and I couldn't find one. That's because God hadn't robed himself in flesh yet. But when Jesus stepped on the scene, He said, I'm going to take it for the team. Isn't that what, what the flesh cried out of the spirit? Not my will, but thy will. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. If it be possible, let this cup pass from me. I really don't want to have to. But the ricochet going to have to stop at some point. The wages of sin is, the, the price has got to be paid at some point. That's why the Bible says that when we're baptized in Jesus' name, filled with the Holy Ghost, Corinthians 3 and Corinthians chapter 6 also says, Know ye not that your body is the temple of God? You're not your own, but you are bought with a... Calvary. You ready? The greatest act of disobedience, the Bible says, took place in the Garden of Eden. But the greatest act of obedience took place in the Garden of Gethsemane. Because for every action, there is an equal and opposite reaction. The greatest sin was the first one. 
because it brought proclaimed death throughout annals of time. So there had to be an equal reaction to negate that first action. And that's what Calvary's all about. But you still got to go through Calvary. You got to go to the cross before you can be delivered from all those dangerous ricochets. But can I tell you, you can stop it today. All those negative things in your past, it can stop right here. It can stop right here at an altar. You can repent of your sins, be baptized in Jesus' name, and be filled with the gift of the Holy Ghost. And you have a new beginning. We are made new creatures in Christ Jesus. All things, all things, all things are become new. As we all stand in this house this morning, I, I just want to invite somebody this morning. I don't know who this message is for. I feel like this is a word for somebody today. But I feel like your time has come. You can come to an altar. You can repent of your sin. Amen. I believe God Amen. has a, has a purpose, has a plan, and has a change for you this morning. I just want to do this. Could we just maybe invite the whole church to come, everyone that would come? Amen. Everyone that would come to an altar. If you need a change in your life, you can come. We'll pray with you. We're going to pray repentance. We're going to pray the power of the Holy Ghost. We're going to pray this morning. Amen. The bullet stops here. Sin stops here. The chain reaction that's been driving your life stops here. This never-ending cycle stops here. I just invite you to repent this morning. God, I want a change. God, I want all the negativity, the sin, the pain, the suffering of living a lost life. It stops here. It ends today. I repent of my sin. I turn to Jesus. God, I ask you to save me. I ask you to fill me with the Holy Ghost. God, I pray in and believe in you, Lord, right now, God, that you would be the reaction to the action. God, that you are the, you are the answer to the question. You're the cure to the sin problem this morning. Come on, let's bind together. Let's pray this morning.